Blog Talk Radio. Hello, folks. This is Carl. Uh, it is time for our Bible study, and I'm going to answer, bring Raven on real quick here. Hey there, Carl. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Okay. Oh, nothing much different. Right. Uh, <laughs> same old, same old, right? Yeah, I'm 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 okay though physically. It's um just sorry, it's funny, but even you you were on here even before the program started. So I yeah. just started. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, that's that's unusual for me. <laughs> but I I was able to get no, on I here. Don't, I don't mean that. I mean I could see it on my screen. Even oh. before we Okay. Oh, so, okay. That's that's interesting. Why don't you go ahead then and say we're going to continue on the cross of Christ, uh, giving. In fact, I don't know that we'll ever finish this because we got so many verses. But I'm going to go through each one because the Bible is 100% about the cross of Christ. Anything else is a distraction if it doesn't go to the cross first. So go ahead and uh, say a prayer, and we'll get right into it. Yeah, boy, that word you just used really <laughs> rings true for What's me this that? week. Father, we distraction, distraction. Well, Raven, when you think of it, if our faith is in Christ, the enemy can't touch us. The only thing he can do is distract us from doing anything that might profit other people or ourselves more. Distraction yeah. is I mean, really, if you keep your if your faith is on Christ and you're truly born again, you're going to heaven. He's lost you. But if right. he distracts you, he may make you ineffective for a day or two or a week or a month. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Father, we are thankful to be here again to be able to share the gospel with with those who will listen. And to share it in truth, because, which, which may seem odd just to those who listen. Some, some may think, well, of course it's truth. But just because someone opens up a Bible and begins to preach does not always mean that they're giving 100% truth. And, Father, we just ask that today we are completely reminded by the Holy Spirit throughout this entire time that we give nothing but complete truth. Father, just remind us to go to your word in everything that we say and do today, Father. We love you so much, and we just ask that you bless this time that we have together. In Christ's name, amen. Okay. Did you have anything you wanted to mention before we get rolling into the verses, maybe from last week or anything at all? It's just that that word distraction... I'm in the middle of discipling someone who is in 
I, I don't even know. How, I almost don't know how to put it except for he's just going through extreme uh, trials right now. Um, well, I can, to the point, I, I could name people we know that that would fit probably half a dozen. Exactly. And, and, and you know, of course, as you and I have talked about many times, we can go right to Second Corinthians 1. I mean, yep. you and I have, have gone through many, many trials of our own, and, and we will until we die. I mean, yep. it, I, that's just how it is. And so, and God is, <laughs> God reminds me as I'm going through these things. It, it's, it's so interesting. He reminds me, you know, this is why you were allowed to go through these. Because you understand what he's going through, at least in part, you know. No, that's I don't know. That's biblically correct. Right. I mean, I don't know his every single little moment in his life, but but I have. He'll he'll say something, and 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 I and I can at least empathize with some of the feelings that he's having and and I can even there are some very particular instances that he's going through that that I understand but what's happening is as as I'm discipling him he's he's pulling up all these distractions but this and this and this and and I have to keep bringing him back to God but yep. nothing. It's but no, but nothing. And this is what we have to remind ourselves, you know, but nothing. But nothing but God. Every You're time right. we allow it, yes. And, 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 and it's interesting, once we... Carl, I have to tell you that even though I have, I have, you know, helped people in the past in, in, in short, shorter term, but this here has become, this, this man is so, he is in such dire need right now. Well, you're right now. You're a good one to be in contact you do know scripture. And well, and I'll tell you something. If I were doing that radio program, I probably would not be able to help him right now because I would be too busy with my own Bible study and stuff and not that I'm not in 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 scripture. In fact, it, it, it may it, it, that's just it. It keeps me in it so much. I am so. Yeah, I think you're. I, I am. I, Raven, I think you doing that yeah. radio program for a year, a couple of years. I think that brought you more. You had to be to study. Right, and and. 
I mean, I, I am talking to this man at, at minimum every other day and sometimes daily because he is just so distraught. He's in a really, really dark place right now. And spiritually. Are you talking and, and, to him or messaging? I'm just messaging him right now. And okay. and the reason oh. is... Okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's not somebody but, you know or whatever. No. I, I, God literally dropped this man into my lap online. Okay. I, I didn't okay. know him. I, I had never known him before. I, 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 I don't know this man from Adam. He lives all the way across the country. He okay. lives on the opposite side of the country from us. And, okay. and God just said, this man needs help. So you need, you need to talk to him. I, I've never nope. felt such a strong nope. call. That's to talk to someone in my life. <laughs> but but my, my point is that he is so distraught that he will go off like on a tangent and I have to bring him back because, yep. he, you know, it's this constant distraction, constant distraction. And, and but when, but when is God going to help me? How is he going to it's it's not about when he's going to help you. It's you focusing on him. And this is our problem, Carl. And this was my problem before I, I got really serious about God. And it continues to be our problem when we when we get into trials, and it's the only way to get back. Um, and, and, and to get spiritually straight, if you will, is to, is to just keep our eyes where? On the cross. That's right. Which is the whole focus of where you are right now. And this is everything that you're talking about right now, everything that our walk is about, everything that Every single thing that we are as Christians is is about focusing on the cross, taking up our cross daily. It, it's about not allowing ourselves to have those distractions. And the problem is that we are so easily distracted, and Satan knows it and uses it against us. Yep. And you're, you're I right. and I see this so strongly in what is happening while I'm discipling him. Now here's the thing. That discipling him is helping me. Oh, absolutely. You know, for, so for a year, I I taught, uh, I taught for a year, and uh-huh. prepare, teaching and answering questions, et cetera, 
helped me to learn more than anything that I've done, more than studying the course even. Absolutely. Yes. It's not questions. It does an amazingly good job at that. Absolutely. I mean, yes. I but the radio program, the radio program was, I, I mean, I, doing the radio program built my faith, but this one-on-one discipleship, this is why everyone, I, I am more convinced now than I ever was before that everyone Every single Christian, I don't care, I don't care if you're a pastor, every single Christian should be involved in one-on-one discipleship with someone, everyone, because it, it builds our faith. For those who are not aware, Carl and I speak to each other. It, every single week, I, unless something happens, I mean, we have occasional, but we do this. You have someone else, well, you have several people that you are one-on-one with. But, and I am certain, certain that it builds your faith as you go through that. Oh, yeah. But, oh, I mean, it has to, Carl. It, it has to. Yep. But oh yeah, every, yeah, and and it doesn't necessarily have to be. I mean, when when you and I started, uh, you were far ahead of me in many many ways. But I think, and and and, and I, in my opinion, I I could be wrong in in this. Tell me if you think I'm way off base. But I think no, that I, uh, since. I think since we, but it's the word of God which you got in because on your program you didn't give any opinions. You just went through scripture, and that is the bane of the church today. The man's opinion. I I listened to something twenty four minutes yesterday that I've even Mm. saved. It was a it was a a talk uh, called Last Days by David Wilkerson. And he is just totally, totally befuddled by the churches. And he calls them seeker-friendly. If anybody doesn't like me call using that term, David Wilkerson did. And he says, and he was talking about how they do everything but bring people to the Scripture. And, uh, no, you, Raven, if you didn't grow over that, then you, it's impossible not to. If you're truly, uh, yeah, it's the word of God. Yes, so I think that in some ways I may have passed you up. In some ways, I may still be way behind you. Not and in some ways, not even a matter of what I mean that. Hold on a minute. There are some yeah. areas that you are ahead of me in your walk in Christ, and this is with every human right. being. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just normal situation. Right. But the, and and it, that's how again, I mean it. It's the one thing it, it, in just different areas. Yeah, right, exactly. But the one thing she's saying you can't get away from 
You can't, and that is the word of God. I believe that every problem, that every person, every country, every nation, and now on a worldwide basis has, is traceable to the fact that that churches have departed from the word of God. And I'd be willing to defend that with a lot of scripture, but I'm not, you know, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. But you know, I, you've got this, uh, Raymond, yeah, we go yeah. through problems. But I'm going to tell you, I have about 15 people that I pray for daily. And uh, I'm going to say seven of them have so serious of problems in their life right now that I have never even tasted what they're going through. This gentleman that I've worked with for years, mm-hmm. um, he, he's he's got cancer going around the vocal cords, around the tongue, in the back of the tongue, in his jaw, mm-hmm. and they can't operate, obviously, and they are giving him the most severe uh, radiation. He can't eat. He can't drink. Uh, he has to have a pump pushing because the burns are so bad. Uh, he can't talk. Uh, and and he's still got one more, I think, about five more radiation treatments. And the doctors told him everyone is going to be worse than we are. And now he can't. And I think of the, the pain he's going through. Or think of Scott. Uh, and you know who I'm talking about with him and the, and the, and the fact the medical profession in a year and a half over a year and a half has done nothing. Yeah. And the the pastor the pastor of my church who was told he has eighteen months to get a, a a a kidney transplant and he went back after three months wanting to know what's happening and the hospital admitted to him they lost all his records, they lost track of him and they've done nothing. I mean, can you imagine? You you're told you've got eighteen months to go. And the very hospital that you're depending on for your life said three months later to the date, oh, we just misplaced your records and nothing's been done. I mean, these people have got trials and tribulations going through. I don't know anybody, Raven, that I would trade with. Nobody. Right. Yeah. It's horrendous. Now, you made a comment there. You were talking. um, You were talking about how this man gets away from distractions. You're going into where I'm going to talk about tonight in a Bible study later. Mm -hmm. Um, There's only one way we can do anything, folks, and it is through the power of God. It is the power of God working in us. It has nothing to do with our ability or our power getting better. It is his power working in you. Yes. In fact, read, yes. read, Raven, read Second Corinthians. Uh, not, not that. I'll tell you what. Let's read this verse. Go to First John five and read four and five. All right. And and this is but exactly people, what I'm trying to. This is what I'm trying to get through to him. That he needs to stop. He needs to stop putting any of this on himself. I keep trying to tell him, listen, your problem is pride. Your problem is pride. You are counting on yourself instead of God. 
And until you can take your eyes off of self, you're, you're not going to be able to get past it. Much, even you know, I know, much of the teaching of the current church is telling you to build up yourself. Yeah, I'm not saying everybody, but much of it. Anybody really yeah. wants to hear this? If you think I'm being sarcastic and I have no right saying this, listen to a man named David Wilkerson put it on YouTube last days, and and just listen to what he says. And this is the man who moved from somewhere out in Kansas as a as a young minister and and was told by God that he had to go to New York City and to Times Square Church and minister to the gangs and the drug cartels in New York City. You listen to what this man says. He puts it right out there. We have we are teaching people to go into pride rather than we are to go into Christ, Raven. And we're doing it in the Absolutely. churches and you know yeah. Well, let's go to First John. Let's put some substance to what you said. Let's go to First John five because this is where I'm going to go tonight and read four All and right. five. All right. And this so is all through is... the cross. Nothing comes yeah. other than to the cross. But whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world: our faith. Who is, is he? Who... Now, yeah. who's the faith? This is the key. It's not in Carl's yeah. ability to get better because someone prayed over me. Not knocking yeah. praying over someone. The problem is we are either implicitly or explicitly giving people formulas. And right, there, David uh, Wilkerson says this constantly. All these formulas. We don't need formulas on church building or anything. We need to go back to the cross because that's where everything was done. Go ahead. With who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. All right. Now I'm going to ask you a question. What have we overcome here? The answer to that is nothing. Nothing. We overcome nothing, but that's how we overcome. Read John sixteen thirty three. Yeah, we don't ever overcome anything. He overcame. We, we overcome nothing, but we are overcomers through someone else's power. Right. That's what I'm. Right. Yes. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So the only power we can rely on, it's not Carl's Bible studies that he sells for $1,000 for a group. It's not because I don't do that. It's It's not any of my advice. The only thing that can overcome anything is your faith in Jesus Christ because he has overcome everything. And we're lacking. We're desperately lacking for people to do this in the churches today. You very rarely hear that preach, and you know that. That's exactly the thing that drew us to Eric in the Father's house, is that's all he preached. Yes. Yes. 
Now, I'll give you another verse that says the same thing. Go to 2 Corinthians 5. says the same thing. The power of Jesus Christ. If I direct you to anything other than that, I am a distraction to your soul. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So whose obedience? Not Carl. Carl can't affect the powers of darkness. He can't even handle them on his own, no less direct you to it. You're bringing every thought that contradicts itself against God into the obedience of Jesus Christ. And this is it, folks. This is what I'm going to stress so hard tonight or attempt to. You have got to bring everything into Christ's obedience and trust that at the cross, he handled it. Other than that, you're going to get obliterated. It's not going to work. Yes. Make sense? Amen. I mean, that, and that's exactly, and that's why the enemy is distracting you. He doesn't want you to get that message out about the cross because that's the only thing that can beat him. He can beat yeah. religion. He invented religion. He started religion in, in, in Genesis. He right. started religion in Genesis chapter 3 and 4. He's yeah. the CEO. He invented it. He writes every word. In, he loves religion. He gives his preachers and teachers that masquerade as angels of light. He supports them with big money, big reputations. But there's only one thing, folks, that will help anybody with any problem you've got in your life. It's, it, it is that if it's if it's something that she just read, Second Corinthians 10.5, casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's when I say everything in your life, that's the issue. Not not this if you can't gain if if you have problem uh doing something and you don't win the lottery every time you play it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring them into the knowledge of God and bring excuse me, and bringing them into the captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And that is at the cross. Obedience was able to be given to us when he died on the cross. He satisfied God's demand of forgiveness of sin. And now we can use his power. You can't use your own power. I don't care if you're the CEO and president of every denomination in the world today of every Christian denomination. Your power is a total failure. Everybody's is. And the enemy, Raven, when you talk about this, the enemy is going to do everything to distract you. He's got to because he, he being he invented religion and supports it 100%, he's going to love religion, but when you, and he can beat religion. He, He designed it. He started it. He's just like people. I always maintain all these viruses on your on your computer and your phones. I believe it's the same people that create the viruses that have the the, the solution. And I could yes. be wrong on that, but here's the, here's the issue. The only thing that Satan can't beat 
is the blood of Christ shed at the cross of Calvary. And that's what it means when you take every thing, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and you bring it into the captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ, because Christ has conquered everything when he died on the cross, back to the cross. That is the only place, Raven, you and I have power. And exactly. I was just so refreshed to hear Wilkerson take shots at the at the stupidity that we do in many churches today. And he was talking about years ago, there was none of that in New York City. And he's saying it's... it's it's, it's like weeds in a lawn. He says they're popping up all over. And the man's been dead for now, I'm going to guess, at least 10 years, probably more. And so, I was going to say about 10, 12 years, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he died. Yeah. Remember when we were going there to that church? And Elsie, you know Elsie was his half-sister. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then he got he killed, as a matter of fact. In a very honorable way, he and his wife were were going uh, out in the evening to buy ice cream. (laughs) That's a good way to go out with an ice cream. (laughs) Right. Uh, But no, the cross of Christ is where every victory is. And David and some others today uh, are, are, are preaching legitimately, including the pastor of the church I go to, that if you leave the cross of Christ, there is no victory. There could be success in the world, money, fame, being exalted, but there is no spiritual success. Yeah. That that's you're getting. That's why. Right. And if you here's another thing, David said. He said, if I wasn't having these battles, you're saying I wasn't a threat to the enemy. If you weren't, if you weren't stepping on Satan's pretty little lawn and messing it up, you wouldn't have right. these distractions. Everything would go right. great. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And then we'll go and. You got anything else? The, um, yeah, um, you, you talk about how he has given us, how he has 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 stomped all over, you know, the powers of darkness. But that Christ is the one that has done that. Colossians, and and I have a, a another verse to back that up. We have Colossians one thirteen. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of his sins. Delivered us from the power of darkness. Delivered us. And I totally agree with it. Now, what I'd like to see you do, just on the same train of thought, read Ephesians six twelve. This is what our problems are. It's not people. Right. And you know where I'm going, I'm sure. I do. Because if we want if we want that though, we have to stay with that, right? We have to we have to put on that whole armor. 
we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Everything is a spiritual okay. battle. Still, still look at that verse. There's two words yeah. and verify that I'm, not, that I'm accurate. There's words in there that describe our real problem. One is principality and one is powers, right? Yes. Okay, read Colossians two fifteen. Oh, yep. I still have my I still have my hand right in there. Yep, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. How? Read the last phrase. In verse four, uh, fourteen, uh, having nailed it to the cross. There you go. Everything. That's why the cross of Christ, folks. If I, if I do this for three years and don't get off the cross of Christ, I'll be perfectly happy. Nothing, nothing happens outside of our faith and what He did at the cross. Look at what Paul said. I determined to know yeah. nothing but Christ and crucified. Paul was the most educated man in Judaism outside of Gamaliel on the law. And he learned this, the, the New Testament from Jesus Christ himself and nobody else. And yet Paul said, I determined to know nothing but Christ and crucified. First Corinthians 2.2, 2, Why? We need to ask that question. Why would Paul say it? Because if the Holy Spirit gave it to Paul, he's given it to us. And we are letting churches and religion and people distract us from this. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I'm not complaining. It's not like I got a... Raven has a church and I got a church. And I hear through the scuttlebutt that Raven gets more... Uh, donations on Sunday and the and the offering plate than I do, so I'm going to criticize her. No, because I don't have a church. I've never been to a Bible college or a seminary. I've seen one seminary in my life, and that was back in 1965, and that was uh, Roman Catholic outside of New York City. I've never been. I've never studied. I have no. There, I've never been to a seminary here. As I say, I don't even I don't know that I've seen one. I'm just saying, folks, we have got to get to the point where we are away from religion. We have got to depend on that power of Christ because he is the only one who nailed to the cross and disabled the powers of darkness and the forces of evil that are the that are the things that torment us in every way. Not just spiritually. They're the ones that torment you with physical, marriage problems, problems with your kids, everything. And Ephesians 6.12 is very descriptive. May it come through a human being? Yes, it does come through a human being. But the problem is spiritual warfare in the heavenly kingdoms. And only at the cross is that defeated. And that's Colossians 2. What did you read, 2.8? Uh, what was your verse? Uh, you mean the first one or the other? Uh, it was one 
13, which says he delivered us. Yeah. Yeah. Which says we are delivered from the power of darkness. Because we are. Right. It's done. And he even says in uh, in 2, is that 15? Yeah, 2.15, that he disarmed those principalities and powers. But if we go to Ephesians 6, 12, it says we wrestle against them. Well, why do we wrestle against them if he's delivered us? Because, because Paul says this, the spirit wrestles against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. That's, that's why true. as long as we're, yes, yes, as long as we're here on earth, we are going to have that. That's why in, in, in Ephesians 6, 6, 11, all the way down through, I think it's 19, 18, it tells us what we have to do. We have to put on that whole armor of God. That's how we keep that, 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 um, uh, as he's told us in, in Colossians, that's how we keep that, those principalities and powers disarmed. That, that's the only way we stay in that is by keeping that whole armor of God uh, on us. We have to have that continually. Otherwise, we are overcome by the flesh instead of right. staying in the spirit. You're right. You're absolutely right. And the only way you can do this is by trusting in his power, which defeated these powers of darkness at the cross. That's why I feel that are failing the people today. And I'm not saying it because I heard this. I listened Saturday to this David Wilkerson. The churches have failed the people and the fact that they are leading them to believe that they can get better. We can do nothing. We can't overcome anything. We can only allow the power of Jesus Christ in our in us as our only thing we trust, the power of Christ working in us. And it's all because he defeated our enemy at the cross. Colossians right. 2, 14 and 15 says it. Yes. And he I'm says it's defeated. Point. Why do we want to take it back again? I did, Raven. It's, 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 here, your answer is Galatians five seventeen. That battle continues forever. Until we die. Right. Right. But I'm just saying that's our right. I'm just saying that's what we do. We know it's defeated, but we want to keep picking it back up. We just want to keep picking it back up. Put it down. That's right. Because the enemy enemy is constantly. What does the flesh mean when Paul is talking in his epistles? When he's talking in his epistles, there's a few times it means in the body that we're in. When he's talking spiritually about the flesh warring against the spirit, he's talking about our power as opposed to Christ's power. The enemy wants yeah. you to be as just as you can. He loves religion. Yeah. He loves discipline. He loves yeah. self-righteousness. He loves the yeah. fact that you're going to bootstraps pull you up in the pit of hell. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. But this battle of the flesh and the spirit in Galatians 5.17, it starts the moment you're born again, and it ends when you turn room temperature. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Let's go Absolutely. to Romans 6. We're going to go back okay. to the foundation. Foundation. And it was all about the cross. The Bible does talk about being baptized. But never mm-hmm. does the Bible say we're to be baptized by water to be saved. The baptism yeah. that you must, you must have to be saved is all about Christ and him crucified. That's Romans 6, and I want you to read verse 3 through 6. Romans 6, 3 through 6. All right. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Now, I want you to see something important there. Number one, verse three, do you not know, Paul's saying, that as many of us were baptized into Christ, were baptized into his death? Pastor Rands, again, the pastor of a very, uh, about 500 people every Sunday go to Southern Baptist Church. He said it again. I would say that there's more times he says it on Sunday and Wednesday than he does it. Your baptism by water does not save your soul. And just think how many for that heresy. Right. The baptism, it says, you must be baptized with is this. It's baptized into Christ, into his death. His death happened at the cross. If you're not baptized into that death, you're not saved, folks. I'm sorry. If you're That's depending right. on water baptism, you are. You need to. You need to go to prayer and read the scripture. Yeah. But I want to look at something here. It's interesting. Verse four tells you again. We are buried with him by baptism into death. The cross is death. We must die to sin, but you and I yeah. can't die to sin. We can't do it. That's where we got to be baptized with Christ by faith into his death because we right. can't die then on our own. We have got to rely on his power that he gives us through faith only in him and what he did at the cross. And this power he gives to us freely, which will overcome any problem we've got. Right. Okay, now look at the end of four. This is why I say this battle with the, the, the spirit and the flesh goes on, on and on till you die. It says, even so, we should walk in the newness of life. It doesn't say it's 100% guaranteed. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's look at five. 
if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, that means examine your faith. Is it in water baptism? Is it in your denomination? Is Are you trusting in Mary in addition to Christ? If you've been planted together in the likeness of his death, means when you are baptized and buried with him by baptism into death, your faith is in nothing other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. Right. We shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. What that is telling me is even as a Christian, if I take my faith off the what he did at the cross, 100% of what he did at the cross, and if I do that, I will not be in the likeness of his resurrection at that moment. He can't give me that resurrection power if I'm splitting up faith in him crucified, but then again, my religion, my denomination, my communion, my baptism, my water. You see what that's saying? If you've been planted, why would he say if? This is for us to think. Think, what's your, what is your salvation in your mind based on? If it's anything other than Christ and him crucified of 1 Corinthians 2, 2, you need to get serious about this, folks. Yeah. And verse 6, it's not, a, it's not something you're guaranteed. You have to maintain your, your faith in Christ and him crucified all through your walk. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. He's talking to believers. That the body of sin might be destroyed. Now, why would he say might be? The same reason he said you should walk in the newness of life. It depends on a daily, daily, minute by minute, when you face life, who is your faith in for overcoming the powers of darkness and forces of evil? And I'm maintaining the churches in the United States have led people away from the cross. They don't tell you it's not the cross at all, but they add their spin to it. They give you other things you must do. Paul says, I determine to know nothing but Christ. I'm telling you, don't fall into this trap. And then we wonder why. Why do we not walk in the newness of life? Why? Why yeah. would verse 6, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that we should henceforth yeah. not serve sin, and yet we're serving, we're serving lust, we're serving uh, unforgiveness, we're serving uh, all kinds of things, maybe for a whole life. I read this knowing the old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. That depends. I have Christ in me. But if I, on a daily basis, face any problem by my faith in anything in addition to Jesus Christ and him crucified, the Holy Spirit cannot work miraculous. Cannot. Let's go to Romans 2. Romans 8, 2 will show us this. All right. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. There you go. See that? You see that? The law of the spirit of life, it has to only, it can only function if you're in Christ, which means your faith is in him crucified, nothing else. Go ahead. Yes. 
has made me free from the law of sin and death. But it's a battle we face every day. Are you depending on anything? You're disciplined. Let's say good things. You pray more than you used to. You study the Bible daily. Do those things. But that is not what gives you strength over sin or any other spiritual victory. It leads to failure. It leads to failure. All of your effort leads to failure. You should walk in the newness of life. That sin might be destroyed. That the body of sin might be. And henceforth, we should not serve sin. Those disclaimers are in there, folks, because the Holy Spirit knows that our biggest enemy is going to be giving some of the credit, some of the faith in things we do. And they're good things. But don't put right. your faith in them. Does that make sense? Scripturally? Oh, yes, absolutely. 100%. All right. Let's go to Second Timothy 1, 8 and 9. All right. All of this is going to be about the cross. I'm, for probably in the next year, I'm not going to talk about anything else, nor do I care to. You, you know, it's interesting, Kyle, you say that because this, this man that I'm discipling, he, we were talking about uh, the gospel and about, and I'm not going to bring up the person's name, but he mentioned someone who he said, uh, he was talking about this person and how he was basically saying that the Holy Spirit is um, doesn't really do much anymore, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, and, and that's another whole big long discussion. But w- w- the the point here is that I told, you know, we, I, I told him, I said, you know, I said, if someone is negating the Holy Spirit, then they're preaching a false gospel. And, Absolutely. and he said, yeah. And he said, well, he said, you know, he said, well, that's just part of the Bible, though. And I said, let me tell you something. The Bible from Genesis 1-1 all the way to Revelation 20, now I'm going to show my ignorance here for a second, 22, I was going to say 21, 22-21 is the gospel. The entire Bible is the gospel. So if you are preaching anything that is contrary to the Bible in any way, you are preaching a false gospel. All of the Bible. Go to Galatians 1 and see what the Holy Spirit says about people who willingly preach a false gospel and other Jesus. And that's where I took him. he He didn't care for that too much. But I said, it's oh, true. Sure. And I made, yeah, and I made him basically read it. I said, what does it say about these people? What does it say? What does it say? He says, there, and I'm going to read it. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. 
What do you think letter be a curse means? Just a wild yeah, guess. It, yeah, it means they're, 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 they're sent to hell. They are Amen. bound for hell. This is the Holy Spirit who inspired every word. That's right. And I had to drag that because I was not giving him that information. I needed him and with the Holy Spirit to admit what that meant. I didn't want to just give him that information. It's important that we understand exactly what God is saying. Sometimes I think when someone else gives us that information, a person, that it's just like, well, that's, see, I don't want it to be what I tell him. I want him to see this, and it's important that we see this from scripture for ourselves. This is what God says. If anyone preaches any other gospel, they are cursed. And read not. Hold on here, let me. Yes, because he repeats it. As I have said before, now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. I don't know of anywhere else in the scripture, I don't know where the Holy Spirit repeats the verse twice in succession. With such, it, 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 so adamantly. So adamantly, right. especially. Which shows, which shows you that this is a major, major, major problem. Right. Through a speech and other gospel. And if I add anything to the cross or subtract anything, per Revelation 22, 18 and 19, I am preaching another gospel, another Jesus. I I just don't know. And you've read the Old Testament maybe more than I have. Uh, I don't know even in there that there's anywhere that it, it repeats the same verse twice. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of anything. I'm not saying that there isn't, but I can't think I of can't. anything. No. I, yeah. Because the it's Holy like Spirit, saying, he knows this is going to be the cause of a lot of people losing their soul. They're depending yeah. on false gospel. Yes. I've got people, Raven, that I know, and you know one of them, who is so militant about their own person they follow. And if you don't follow him, this person actually got upset with me. And then you've got another person, I won't mention the guy's name, who in the town we live in has been caught by the police several times. And the, and his, all the people that follow him are, are almost, uh, What's the yeah. word I want to use? They're almost they're almost they're defending him to the point of, of belligerence. Yeah. And this it, man it, it, is by the police and you don't dare say a word about this man. It it, it is I, I know people. I know yeah. people personally, Carl, who go to that church. Well, I, I should say I have known. I don't really 
associate with them much anymore. But and the one person I know has passed away now. But they, it is to the point of I would call it idol worship. They worship the past. And that, that's exactly that's exactly what Paul is saying. It is yeah. idol worship. But that comes yeah. down to if I think I've got to be baptized in water, that's another Jesus. Either Jesus did it all or he did nothing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it, I mean, this, this is a serious problem. Yes. We must be very, very careful. And, and, and when I say be very careful, I'm not talking about works. I'm talking about make sure that you are focused back to what we started on here. Make sure your focus is on Christ. Where is your focus? You know, Raven, remember Deuteronomy that he told him, and in Hebrews he said, Hebrews 3, 7 through 11, for 40 mm-hmm. years these people saw him work miracles in the wilderness. But they yeah. would not trust him. They would not trust him. And in verse 11 of Hebrews 3, he says, they never did trust me, and they will never enter my rest, which means it will cost them their soul. If you right. do not believe that Christ did 100% of everything at the cross, and he's 100% sufficient and 100% necessary, if you add one thing to that, you are yeah. gambling, folks, your salvation. Right. Remember, he told it, it, him, these are the people, these are the people he walked through the Red Sea, delivered out of Egypt by miracles. And he right. said, they will never enter my rest. Do you believe that rest is your resting, as you said in your statement, Raven, made me think of this. You're not talking works. They still wanted to have some part in their salvation. You cannot do that and truly be saved. Yes. Who are you following? And and, and I'll use a present-day situation. <clears throat> now, I, I want to be careful what? here because I don't want to – because I don't, I, I don't want – you know, I've had people say, well, we still have to do something. And, and I'm not saying sit home in your house, in your chair, and don't do anything, because that would be... But, Raven, the things that you do are not to, not to be saved. They're a result of true salvation. Right. Exactly. We are to be fair. obedient Yes, and that's Ephesians 2.10 and Titus 2.14, just two verses. They're a result of walking in the Spirit. Amen. There you go. There you go. That's, you got it. You got it. But we are preaching and teaching in a lot of churches just the opposite, that you yeah. are what you do has to be done or you haven't completed the salvation or whatever it is. Right. Yes. They're a result of the Holy Spirit working in you. We don't do it, and therefore the Holy Spirit works. It is the Holy Spirit working in us that makes the changes. 
It's not us doing something that makes him do the work. Amen. Amen. We've got it all backwards. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. I like that. Yeah, we got it all turned. Okay. Just like, just like how we're people are. Oh, we've got to save our, this country. We've got to save this country, and they are looking to a to a savior. I'm going to say it. They're looking to a politician to be a savior. Now, does that mean that I think that we shouldn't go out and vote? Does that mean that oh, I no. think that we shouldn't vote for the for the right person? It doesn't mean that at all. I, I, I don't think that we should just sit at home on our behinds on voting day and say, well, whatever happens, happens. That's, I, I'm not saying that. I think that's wrong. I, I don't believe we should just allow uh, people who are, I'm going to get just a smidge political here, but it's not really political. It is, it's, it's godly. I don't believe that we should allow um people to be the leaders of our country who are who believe in killing babies and all these kind of things. I don't believe that at all. But but they are not the answer to the problem. And that's what we have come to think. That our politicians are the answer to the problem. And they are not. The answer to the problem is Second Chronicles seven fourteen. That is the answer yep. to the problem. Why don't you and, read that? Yeah, I will. I will do that. Hold on, let me get there real quick. Second I want, Chronicles. See, I want Bible verses to go with everything we say. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Now, now he says, my people. So we're just talking about the church. We, we, we want to blame all the, uh, we want to blame the Democrats. No, we want to blame, yeah, right, no, we want to blame the liberals. We, we, we want to say it's the, we want to say it's the fault right. of the bad yeah. people. Yep, we want to blame just, them. Just, it's not. Just his people. Just his people. Yes, if we would just do this, if just us, if just those who call ourselves Christians, if we would do the right thing and just allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. So I'm going to start it again. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He's saying, look at how wicked you are. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. It's you hear that? Heal their land. Yes. He will hear the land. Heal the land. Yes. Heal it. Yes. It's our so fault, it, people. Again, either Christ did everything or he did nothing. And all yes. of so much of the preaching that we've got today is giving people either explicitly or 
more than likely implying that you've got to do something to complete the circle. No, you don't. That's heresy. Yep. Stop blaming them. We need to stop blaming them. We need to to take the beam out of our own eye. Why do you think that Paul, by the Holy Spirit, repeated one verse twice? It is a warning of how serious this is. Yes. Go to Matthew 24, and you know where I'm going. Matthew 7, (laughs) excuse me. 7. Oh, okay. And I want you to read 20. 21 through 24. This is the people that have been misled in the church. This is why the Holy Spirit is so adamant and repeating that one verse twice. It is a real warning. It is a warning about something that goes on continuously. Read Matthew 7, 21 through 24. This is the saddest verse in the Bible to me. Everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? So then I will declare religion. to them, Hold on. These are religious people. They even knew to do it in his name. Okay. Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And where is this taking place when he says, depart from me? This is on judgment day. Amen. You see why the Holy Spirit had David or Paul repeat twice? He had him repeat a verse. I've never seen that in the scripture. Because there are people, untold billions of people since time began, where Satan in Genesis 3-5 started selling religion, who are, who are doing things in church They're doing what their pastors have told them, what false teachers have told them. And one day they're going to stand before Jesus Christ. And when he says, depart from me, that's it. The ball game is over. There ain't no more. Well, you are sincere, but you are sincerely wrong. Well, then God punishes me if I'm wrong. He punishes you if you're wrong because you did not have the care or the interest to read your scripture where everything is said. Yes. Yes. Look at the people of Israel. How could God have been closer to people than he was the people that he got, finally got Moses tuned in to going through the Pharaoh and all his nine or ten hardening of the hearts. And finally he delivered these people from Egypt. Then he actually took them miraculously through the Red Sea. And yet he yes. said, find me for 40 years. They would, not, they would not trust me. And that is entering his rest. His rest is, do you believe that he's done it all and you have nothing to offer? Do you believe you've got to do anything other than 
believe by grace through faith. You believe your faith is what saves you? You've got a problem. It's grace. Our faith is not what saves us or it's a work. Don't add anything to Jesus Christ and him crucified. Nothing. Please. Read Matthew seven twenty one through twenty four. If there's people who are mad at me or annoyed at me because I'm I, I didn't write this stuff, folks. That's why we're so diligent to give you the verses. You've got to read them yourself. You're gonna stand in front of Christ on judgment day just like I am. Let's go to Second Timothy one eight nine. It's all about the cross and what he did for us. All about Colossians 2.15. I want to say something about what you just said. It's interesting that you said we are saved by grace through faith. What saved us is him, not us. Grace. Grace means it's nothing we've done to earn it, nothing we've done to deserve it, nothing we can do to keep it. It's strictly God's grace, free of charge. Right. And right. The, the faith, right. The faith is our acceptance of his grace, but the grace uh, is what uh, uh, saves. Okay. You're right. Yeah. But when people say right. it's my faith that saves me, then they're saying the grace is not enough of God. You've got you've right. to have big faith. No, you don't. You're making a work out of it. You receive everything from God by faith, but everything from God comes because of his grace, not my faith. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's important that we understand because, yes, we have faith in him. Our faith is important, but the, the grace is what actually does the saving. The faith, our faith is, is our acceptance of that grace. And we have to have that faith. That's important. But the grace is what actually does the saving. You're right. That's why what Paul, time... said, I want to... Paul said, I want to know nothing but Christ. Because nothing Paul could do could, it could help. Nothing. We've got right. nothing to offer. Yeah. Yeah. The first time you said that to me, I, I was like, wait. What? But but yes, that the, the, the faith is our faith is 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 just our acceptance of His gift of grace. It's just us us accepting it. But but that's not what saves us. Yeah, the grace is what saves us, and that is so important. You're the only one. You know that you're the only one I've ever heard say that. I never heard that really? before. No, never. Well. Raven, take my background, very religious. Maybe God had to show me that I have nothing to offer. I come with nothing. Yeah. yeah. See, this is what his yeah. rest is. Are you truly willing to offer or to believe that you have nothing in your hand to offer him at all? Not even your faith. Your faith is how yeah. you accept it and believe it. But right. salvation is strictly by his work, 100%. And that's where I blame the modern teaching and preaching. They are either explicitly or mostly implicitly giving you things to do to practice. I hear it all the time. 
on these videos that you watch on YouTube or whatever sermons. Go home and practice this today. Practice this this week and bring us back the results. I can't practice anything. I have nothing to add to the finished work of the cross. That's what the rest is. Are you willing to rest that you have nothing to offer other than Jesus Christ and him crucified? That's a tough one, Raven. Yes. In fact, the first time you ever said that to me, I can't remember when it was, but the first time you ever said that to me, that your faith isn't what saves you, I thought, what are you talking about? I mean, it really it really hit me like, I, I wanted to argue with you, but, well, Raymond, but it, I didn't. It hit me too. Hold on, it hit me. Because yeah. my whole 43 years was heavy religion. Heavy effort. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I this, mean, I don't, I don't want to hear this stuff that I have nothing to offer. Nothing. Right. Yeah. But I mean, even through all of the salvation churches, I mean, it's always faith by faith alone. But faith, 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 faith. But even reading it in scripture, you see, you know, by grace alone through faith, you know, by grace through faith. But when you said it's not faith that saved you, it's grace. And my first, my first thought was, well, wait, that's not right. But I it's agree. biblical. I, but I it's went biblical. It. I know what you're saying. But see, that's the flesh warned against the spirit of Galatians 5.17. That's Satan right. is, does not want us to believe that it's only Christ. Yes. Satan doesn't want us to put our pride aside. He does not want us to put ourself aside. He wants us to believe that we have to do something other than just believe, other than just accept God's gift. You know what? Go to this 2 Timothy 1, 8, 9, and that's saying the same thing. Go ahead. Therefore... Do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us. God's power, period. Hold on. The only way you suffer through a flesh is the power of God. The power, see, there it is. We can do nothing. We can't defeat anything. Yes who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Boy, that's something. Before time began. Read 10. Yeah that has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Are we giving people the true gospel? Or as Paul said in Galatians 1, 8, 9, another gospel, another Jesus. Think about it, folks. Be serious. This is serious. 
This is not Carl or Raven criticizing you. You've got to think of these things, folks. They're written as a warning. Even right. if we're even if we're critical or anything else you want to say, we don't mean to be. Because we've got to answer to the same we're gonna go through the same judgments that that you will. But is your faith in anything? If it is just right now, say God, I confess that. I want to trust in nothing for everything you do, but the power of Jesus Christ working in you that he enabled us to have because he died for us. Outside of the cross, there's no victory, there's no power, there's no forgiveness of sin, and without forgiveness of sin, there's no salvation. It's hell for eternity. Yes. All right, we've got that. Let me give you some more here. Go to Second Timothy and read twenty-five and twenty-six. Second Timothy. You know Timothy. Yes, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and, and that they the may truth? come to. Christ. Christ is the truth. Amen. And that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. The only way is to bring them to Christ, period. And the only way Christ can help us is because of what you read in 1, 8, 9, and 10. It's not according to our works, but his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ before the world began. And now is manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who abolished death. See, the cross is where everything comes. You cannot get anything from God. You can't maintain anything from God unless you go through the cross. And what that demands is we die. Well, we don't die. Yes, you do. When you truly believe you have nothing to offer, nothing, you're dying to all the religion of the world. And religion is going to be, in my opinion, the number one, when, when, when the numbers come up in all eternity of what sent more people to hell than anything else, I think it's going to be religion. Not pornography, not lust, not money. I believe religion, and that's only an opinion. So, if you get if you don't agree with that, relax. It's just my thought. It's my opinion. Religion is going to send more people to hell, in my belief, than any other malady of the world. But that again is an opinion. Okay. Let's you know, Carl. Yeah. This is interesting because, you know, we've talked several times on here about, you know, the day that that I fell out here in front of my apartment. And, and before that, for, oh, for a couple of years, I had been in so much pain and I would, I would literally go to work every day. And all day long, I would pray and say, Lord, show me. Show me what I have to do 
show me what you want me to do to get out of here. Show me what I need to do. I will do anything, anything you tell me to do. That last day, when I, when I fell out, when, when I came in and I was praying, do you know what the answer was? The only thing I had to do was give up. That is that why we've, we've talked about that at length on the road. That's why. That's all you had to do is give up and trust his power. That's right. Hard. Yes. Yes. That was the only thing I had to do was just to give everything up to him. Stop trying so hard to do this, that, and everything else and just give up to him. Everything. Now, the reason we have to do it all. I'm sorry, go ahead. I want you to read 2 Timothy 3.16. And the reason I want you to read that is we are being, we've always been very particular to make sure we give you verses. Everything we've said today, we've documented by verses. 2 Timothy 3.16 tells you the first phrase. And this is a phrase, this is the phrase, this in Second Peter 1, 20 and 21, I start every Bible study with. Every word in Scripture is inspired by God. If I didn't believe that, folks, I'd be watching the Super Bowl pregame shows now. Read Second Timothy 3, 16, and then 15. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And that's and for a believer. That's yes. for a believer. Okay? Yes. And all scripture is given by God. That's why we're giving you not just our opinion on the cross of Christ, we're giving you verses. Okay, now read 15. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Remember, now, through faith. You, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Now, now, I'm going to give you scripture that will back up what I just told you about what he wanted me to do the whole time is just to give up. And that's in Second Corinthians chapter 12. Let me get to it. Hold on. Starting in verse 7. Here, the enemy doesn't even want you to stop sinning. He wants you to give up. He doesn't want you to start sinning. Excuse me. He wants you to give up because then you're defeated. Go ahead. So this is 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 10. Unless I should be exalted above measure, By the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, 
Yeah. Now, Raven, hold Concerning on. The, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hold on. Do you see? Yeah. Hold on. Do you see where exalting himself above measure was depending yes. on things he's done to help? That's right. Concerning okay, this thing, I pleaded. I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. <laughs> I pleaded a lot more than three times. Believe me. <laughs> and he said to me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure. You can't have any other Christ. Go ahead. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Raven, I believe verse ten, but I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not strong in that verse. I believe it, but I. I don't take pleasure in them yet. I don't. <laughs> I can't. I can't say that I take pleasure in them, but I am learning to, and I'm under, and I understand it, and I believe it. And there are times when I am in James one two through four where I, I do rejoice in them because I know, I know that God is using me because of them. But, but there are times when I'm crying out to God. But but there are times when I'm in this, I, I and I do I believe. When I said in the beginning of the program, you're ahead of me in some areas, this is the area. You are ahead of me. You've walked down this, you're further down the road than I am. It's a rough, rough road. But, I know, but you're further ahead. That's why I was saying uh, yeah. We all have different walks with God, and you're, you're right. a little further down that road than I am. I'm not willing to submit to it and joyful in it. You are. I'm not saying you never fail, but you're, you're more willing. I think, you, I think James works a little more in you than, than I've allowed him to work in me. That's my opinion. Yeah. But these verses are my... These verses and what God has taught me in this is why he dropped this man that I'm discipling right now. This is why he was able to drop this man in my lap and say, this man, you are able to help. But only because, But only because he's been taking me through this for a long, long time. And, yep. and, and, and because the Holy Spirit has had me in Hebrews 12 and had me here, there, and everywhere. And, and I finally got to the point where I said, okay, Lord, I'm listening. I'm hearing you. And, and that's where we have to get to where we just go, okay, fine, <laughs> fine. I, I got it. I'm, I, I'm, I hear it. I, I'm, yes. And it's not easy, Carl. It's, but, but Raven, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're ahead of me on this. Not that you're better, 
It, it, you're, you're, you, God is, right. You've allowed God to take you down this path further than I've allowed him to take me. You, you know, there, there's, a, there's a saying that I'm sure you've heard. It's, it's used more in the secular world, but, it still does, but it's still true. It, it still holds true even in, something like, in this area. If it were easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> you know? That's right. I mean, nope, you're right. Yep. <laughs> All but, right. Um, one, why don't you just say a quick prayer because we've got a minute and I'm going to be interfering with goodness. someone else. Goodness, I didn't realize it was so late. Father, we're, we're, we're so thankful for you because we know that no matter where we go, no matter where the Holy Spirit takes us, it's always going to be about the cross. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for showing us everything that you've showed us today, for leading us down the pathway towards seeing just you and focusing just on you. And May everyone who listens this week to this program have a wonderful week in the Lord and focus more on him. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for your help. Take care. Thank you, Carl. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.